Food and Drink Federation Scotland has launched the next round of its Reformulate Challenge Fund, calling on Scottish producers to apply for funds to help them on their reformulation journey. Since launching the Reformulation for Health program in 2019, Reformulation for Health manager Joanne Burns has seen a massive increase in the number of businesses wanting to work with them. As she says, the division's reputation has grown in tandem with its scale of funding, along with the nutritional impacts of the projects it supported. We catch up with Joanne to find out more about who can and how to apply for the 2024 fund, along with the Celebrate Reformulation and Innovation Day that all are invited to attend. Joanne, well, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get into the launch of the 2024 edition, please could you refresh the memories of my listeners about the Reformulate Challenge Fund? Yep, absolutely, Jill, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. So the Reformulate Challenge Fund is a fund that we open up to all food and drink manufacturers in Scotland to help them with the associated costs of reformulation. Obviously, changing a product um, to make it healthier can have a lot of associated costs, whether that is maybe trialling the new recipe and process, maybe having to buy new equipment or paying for nutritional testing, shelf life testing, even um, technical time with an academic or a, or a consultant. So we realised that support was needed to help with those associated costs. So we are now on the fourth, this is the fourth round of the Reformulate Challenge Fund. And we get the money um, is sourced through Scotland Food and Drink Partnership to allow us to deliver that. Um, so, yes, this is our, our fourth round. It's live at the moment and hopefully we'll get some some great applications in. Fantastic. What is the vision or the mission of the fund? Um, I suppose the kind of simplest way of breaking it down, Jill, is just to help support um, the industry to make these changes to make their products healthier. At the moment, there's so many other conflicting challenges, whether it's around net zero, sustainability, a lot of increased costs. And if we can make reformulation a bit easier um, and and help in the industry to, to start a project, um, then that's what we want to do. We obviously have lots of free resources and guides and webinars online to help with some of the, the steps of reformulation, but actually helping fund and start that project is really where the aims of the of the fund lies. Which brings us to your role as Reformulation for Health Manager for Food and Drink Federation Scotland. What are your responsibilities? Um, to put it succinctly, Jill, the role of the Reformulation for Health programme is to support Scottish SME food and drink businesses to reformulate commonly consumed products to improve the health of Scotland's people. Um, my role is very varied and has grown over the years. We're almost coming up to our five year anniversary of the of the programme being in existence. Um, and we offer um, a wide range of support. We have um, our Reformulate Partnership, which is a group of um, people from across the whole of Scotland's food system working together to support successful reformulation. Everybody from academic partners and NGOs um, all the way through to food manufacturers and ingredient suppliers. And each of our partners has developed their own commitment to support um, reformulation in Scotland, which is fantastic. And we 
we use our partners for a lot of our um, events and a lot of our webinars and podcasts and training events and things like that. We also have a wide range of free and easy to access tools available on our website. Um, and that can be webinars with some of our academic partners and ingredient supply partners on possibly um, sugar reduction, um, lower sodium solutions, the use of functional fibres within manufacturing. Some are even sector specific. We just did a, a recent one on healthier bakery where we um, invited along a range of um bakery ingredient manufacturer so looking at fat salt sugar eggs all the all the core components within a bakery recipe and looking at healthier alternatives um to allow people to reformulate so it's really i'd say probably the easiest way to sum up what we do is we try to find reformulation solutions for industry so we can go to them with the solutions to help them change their products to make them healthier but we offer a wide range of a wide range of support and guidance to industry since you started the reformulation for health program have you noticed a lot of producers coming on board to create healthier products and has there been an impact on stats of obesity within the, the wider country um i've seen a massive change in the amount of businesses that are working with us when the, when the project first started back in 2019 i started in march 2019 and and launched the the program then um we were much more kind of a step back and more connecting businesses to other people that could help. Um, I think COVID made us develop how we support industry and made us develop and create a lot more guides and solutions and allowed us to have that time to reflect and go, what does that industry actually need to make products healthier? And and the, the programme has massively changed to how it was in 2019. And that has naturally seen an increase in the businesses that are wanting to work with us. It's also seen a massive increase in the size of businesses that are wanting to work with us. I think the first time we did the Reformulate Challenge Fund, um, we had a lot more smaller projects, a lot more um, kind of micro businesses, and, and we absolutely still fund businesses of that size. But as our range of support and as our reputation and as um, our funding has increased, I've definitely seen um, the scale of, of some of Scotland's best loved brands coming on board to do projects with us. Um, in terms of the figures of how the project has impacted in dietary health and people in Scotland, um, I don't think there's figures that we will be able to align to say that was as a direct result of the programme. Um, we are able to, for example, look at the nutritional impacts of projects that we've carried out. So like I was saying, the importance of measuring your pre and post nutritional data. So, for example, a project that we did with Bell's Food Group, um, they reduced the sodium within their pie shells. Um, and it equated to, it was approximately nine tonnes of salt was removed, um, which is equivalent to nine family size cars. <laughs> and if you think that, when we talk about small changes making a big difference, we can report back on things like that. We can report back on ready meal makers reducing the fat content of cheese within some of their macaroni cheese recipes being, I think it was 109 million calories removed from the Scottish diet. So we can report on figures like that. But in terms of then linking it to like the Scottish diet survey data, we can align them directly. But um, right. yeah, that's why I will say for manufacturers to record that pre and post information, because it's so important to be able to go back to government and our funders to say this is this is tangibly what that small amount of money has done. That's how much your yeah. manufacturers are improving the health of people's people in Scotland. 
You have now launched the Reformulate Challenge Fund 4. Who can apply? Great question. Um, pretty much any food and drink manufacturer in Scotland can apply. What we or how we score some of the applications is on how that um, how the project will improve the health of the recipe. So we're not looking at new product launches. We're not looking at products that are already healthier and people maybe want money to help market that. We're looking at um, projects where people are changing the recipe to make it healthier. And that can be, um, I mean, historically, if we look at some of the businesses that have received the funding in the past, um, we've had everybody from butchers, bakers, ready meal makers, everybody else in between from ice cream and crisps and chocolate too. So really any food business can apply, but they need to demonstrate that they're looking to make that product healthier. We do encourage people to record their pre and post nutritional data so that we can measure the impact of their project um, and then kind of maximise that up by their annual sales and really see the impact of those small changes and the, the impact that has on Scotland's health, whether it's by calorie reduction or by salt removal or fibre enrichment. Um, but yes, it's, it's a very exciting time. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get through um, when the fund closes. You've already covered quite a bit, but are there any other specific criteria to be able to apply for this fund? Um, the only thing that I didn't cover there, I suppose, Jill, is really that it's to be businesses based within Scotland or that supply into the Scottish market. Um, so if it was um, an ingredient company, for example, that supplied into a wide range of Scottish businesses, then we would look at that. But majority of them will be businesses based within Scotland. How many producers will be supported with funding from this round? We have a maximum um, fund value of £5,000 and the total value that we've got to give out this year is £50,000. So it will vary. Um, if everyone applies for the maximum amount, then it will be um, 10 projects will be funding. And we do look for match funding um, either in resource or um, time for the for the businesses that are applying for the funding. Although historically, we've sometimes had funds where pe people might have only applied for one or two thousand pound worth of funding. So that's allowed us to support a lot more businesses. To date, we've actually funded 46 businesses just with the last three rounds of funding. Um, so, yeah, some businesses might only apply for a couple of thousand pounds. Some might look for the maximum value. So, um, yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll have a catch up after the next round is closed and I can let you know how many businesses managed to get successful funding. How do you break down the funding grants from the 1,000 to the 5,000? Um, it's normally from the data that people have um, included within their application. We do ask for um, a breakdown of how they would use that money. So, for example, some people may be wanting to pay for um, several rounds of nutritional testing and they'll maybe um, attach a, a quote to mm -hmm. their application fund, for example, or maybe a baker's wanting to buy a, a different size roller for their biscuit machines to slightly reduce the portion size, and they'll maybe attach a quote with that. So we, we do normally get some um, quotes where that's relevant, and that allows us to see how much funding to allocate. So it really can get very specific. I want funding for X, as opposed to I just want a general umbrella of funding. Yeah. Yes, no, it's normally more specific. Um, I do understand in some cases, People might not be able to give us all of that information straight up, but no, we do ask for um, a breakdown of some of those costs. So we need to see what we're, what we're allocating the money for. Are there any restrictions in what this funding can be used for? 
as long as it's shown to make a nutritional improvement um, to a commonly consumed product, we don't look at alcohol um, products at the moment. Um, it's for it's food, food is food and drink, but not alcohol components. Um, but no, there's no there's no real restrictions. I've already covered it has to be um, it has to impact the health of people within Scotland. Um, preferably commonly consumed products. So we do look at the impact of the project. If it's a very small niche product that very few people buy and they're asking for the maximum value and then we maybe have a multinational company who sells across a range of retailers, then obviously those products will have a higher impact on health of people within Scotland. So we do sometimes have to look at the impact of the product as well. Um, but no, that's really the main restrictions. You've mentioned you'll reformulate partners. Can you mention some of these? Um, yes, absolutely. Our partners are fantastic. And as I've said before, they really do support a lot of the work that we are able to deliver within the project. Um, the partners, as I said, cover everybody across the whole food system in Scotland. We only launched the partnership, I want to say, maybe three years ago. And we've already got almost 70 partners. And that includes everybody from people like Interface, Food Standard Scotland, um, Nesta, Glasgow Cali University, um, SAC Consulting. So we've got lots of kind of academic partners that support a lot of our work and help to contribute to our webinars. But we also have a massive range of ingredient companies. So if a business applied for funding through the Reformulate Challenge Fund 4 and was maybe working on a project, say, to meet the sodium reduction targets for 2024, we've got a range of salt um, and lower sodium salt companies within the partnership that we can connect them to, such as um, Saltwell, Peacock Salts, Smart Salt. There's a, a wide range of ingredient companies that we, at the, as soon as someone emails us, we can connect them with ingredient companies that are committed to supporting reformulation. Much the same if somebody was maybe working on a, a fat reduction project or were wanting to explore functional fibres, we've got handfuls of businesses that we can automatically link them to through the Reformulate partnership. What is the deadline for applications? For the Reformulate Challenge Fund 4, um, our closure date is the 16th of February, Friday the 16th of February. Um, we'll then take the next week or so to review all of those applications. There'll be three of us reviewing it and scoring them so we can make sure that we're picking um, the best projects, as I say, with the highest impact and the highest um, change in nutritional profile to help um, the health of people in Scotland. And then we're aiming to announce who those successful businesses are at our um, Celebrating Reformulation and Innovation Showcase event at the end of February. Could you tell me more about it? Yes, I'd love to. I'm so excited that we're having a second round of our um, kind of showcase event. So this one's called Celebrating Reformulation and Innovation for Health. And we're delivering it in partnership with Interface, who are one of our Reformulate partners. And they, they did a fund with us um, in 2023 called the Healthier Product Innovation Fund. And this was a very unique fund, different to our Reformulate Challenge Fund for funds, in that the money went to an academic partner. So rather than the money going to the food manufacturer, the monies within the Healthier Products Innovation Fund went to an academic partner to deliver that project alongside the manufacturer. So the fund value was higher. It was um, £10,000 per project, and we delivered eight projects within that. So that's why we've got the kind of the, the twin side of reformulation and innovation at this event. Um, so, yes, the event's going to be on the 26th of February at Dynamic Earth. Um, I'd love any of your listeners who are up in Scotland are able to travel to come along and join us. Um, we will be hearing from a range of 
industry experts, including Food Standards Scotland, Cantar, Food and Drink Federation, um, a range of academics and case studies who have delivered both reformulation and innovation projects, as well as some ingredient companies that can um, showcase some of their products and how they can really help drive reformulation within the manufacturing industry. As I'm Scottish Government funded, the event is totally free to come along to as well. Um, so that's a, a day long event, kind of 10 till 4. So who is it aimed at? Um, our, I would say top of our list and who we're wanting to aim the event at is food manufacturers who are wanting to change their products. It's an opportunity to come along and learn from industry experts and peers on how they've reformulated what challenges they overcame to deliver a successful programme and to hear about some new innovative products that are coming in the market that will help them with their reformulation project. Can you tell me a little bit more about the Healthier Bakery Fund? Yeah, we've had we had such a busy year last year, Jill. I've got so much to talk to you about. Um, yes, last year we delivered um, for the first time our Healthier Bakery Fund. And this was quite unique because instead of the funding coming from the Scotland Food and Drink Partnership, the same as the Healthier Products Innovation Fund and Reformulate Challenge Fund 4, the funding for the Healthier Bakery Fund um, came from Food Standards Scotland. So at the start of last year, I believe it was, they'd carried out some research looking at the calorie content of um, baked goods available in coffee shops and kind of coffee chains. Um, and, and the calorie value, I think, was ranged from about 43 calories per product to about almost 1700, which just really highlights the need for reformulation and portion size and things like that within the bakery sector. So after some discussions with them, um, they were able to allocate some funding to us to deliver the Healthier Bakery Fund. Um, we launched that last summer, summer of 2023, and I'm delighted that we were able to fund our bakers a dozen. We were able to fund 13 um, bakers from the length and breadth of Scotland to reformulate commonly consumed products. Um, wide, wide range, um, everything from kind of savoury products like oat cakes and kind of cereal oat bars to food service products. So some companies that maybe um, develop desserts and things like that for a range of, of food service companies um, to everything traditional Scottish butteries, cakes, all sorts of things. So morning goods, sweet savouries um, were all included within the, the 13 businesses that we were able to fund. Can you give me some of the brand names? Um, yes, yeah, certainly. Some of the companies we have funded include um, Stockings and um, Stoats. So they were the two of the kind of oat-based products that we, we, we were delivering funding to. Um, Olds Delicious Desserts, so they do um, a wide range of um, food service products. Um, so as, as I'm saying, a wide, wide range. We've got everybody from large multinational companies to smaller community bakers. So we've got some smaller bakers like um, Three Sisters Bake and Northern Lights Bakery, um, who maybe do more kind of celebration cakes and products. A great range, a great, a great range. And geographically as well. I'm always very aware that we're not just central belt focused. If uh, we've got community bakers who maybe deliver across a local authority, um, like we've got one in called Marchbank down in, in the Dumfries area, and they've got a range of coffee shops as well as um, retail bakers. And by what they're making, a few small changes will really impact a lot on the health within their community. So we'll get everybody from Highlands and Islands down to um, Dumfriesshire as well. So no, we're um, really, really pleased with the results of the Healthier Bakery Fund. Will you be holding that fund again this year? I'm not sure yet. It, it's a, a watch and wait. Hopefully we'll be able to deliver um, on something that 
similar to both the Healthier Products Innovation Fund and the Healthier Bakery Fund, but that's dependent on securing external funding because I have to get the funding from um, external partners to allow me to deliver that. So hopefully, fingers crossed. For people who want to find out more about the Reformulate Challenge Fund and about the whole Reformulation for Health programme, where should they go? I would advise you to go to our website, which is www.fdfscotland.org.uk. And then underneath um, about FDF Scotland, um, it shows up under diet and health, all the details for the Reformulate, uh, Reformulation for Health project. Um, we have all our toolkits that are available on there, all our free resources and guides and webinars and podcasts, as well as links to both the partnership, the Reformulate Challenge Fund 4, as well as our event. We're here to help. A lot of the solutions to help your listeners and food manufacturers start their reformulation journey, we have those answers already. If you want any guidance and support, we're here. We're free um, and we have all the connections to link you up with partners that can help you um, if we're unable to. As I say to any food manufacturer when they start their project, though, I always say speak to your ingredient suppliers. With reformulation, very often the answer already exists. Your suppliers may already have lower sodium blends, maybe developing higher fibre options, might have lower sugar um, products available. And sometimes it's a case of asking. I think we all get very stuck in, well, I've always done it this way, so I'll always do it that way. But consumers are changing, trends are changing, and we need to make sure our businesses are future-proofing themselves for upcoming legislation and new public health targets. So I would say plan, speak to your ingredient suppliers, and talk to us for help.